The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And welcome back to another lovely Monday morning Hollow Cult. We hope everyone's doing well. Getting the weekend kicked off right. Um, excited to start another week. We have uh, something a little different today. We're here with our friend Roby, who's going to tell us about some property that uh, he has lived on that has some very strange uh, phenomenon going on. So after I get through all the business, we are going to jump right into that. Uh, Check us out at all our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Discord. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast. When you find us, come and hang out with us. Be part of the community. Be part of the Hollow Cult. And keep this crazy train running. If you have a future, wow, if you have a paranormal encounter you'd like to submit for a future episode, Kyle's got some information. You can call or text the holophone, which is going to be 618-556-0837. You can also write your stories out, send them over to the email, which is going to be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also send videos there. Or if you'd like to sit down and have an interview with us, you can email hollowskyinterviews at gmail.com. Give a short little summary of what you got going on, and we will be in touch to set that up. We're a little busy currently, and we're kind of juggling a lot. So kind of bear with us, but we'll eventually get around to it, I assure you. Um, if you listened to the show before, you know the drill after this, how to support us and all that. I won't drag it out today because we have a guest, so we can just jump right into it. Um, I'm excited to hear about all of the weirdness. So, please welcome our friend Roby. The floor is yours, my friend. Let's get into it. All righty. 
Well, before I start, I'd like to say that whatever was going on with this property, I think there were some things separate from it in terms of the house itself and the property itself. Very nice, beautiful property. We had about a pond that was about two acres. The rest of the property was about five acres. So really nice, you know, surrounded by forest. Super nice. Now, we should have figured out what was going on because my parents only paid, oh, I think it was 140000 for it, which was a steal. Considering This place is beautiful, you know, looked like a log cabin made out of logs, rocks. So we should have known something was up, but didn't really think of it. Now, I think to start off, I'll go into tr the experiences that stuck with each of my family members most. And I guess I will start with me. So, and if you have any questions after each event, guys, I'll try and answer them as best as I can. But Absolutely. Okay. So this place, I'm not going to give the exact location, but Millersburg, Missouri, right smack dab in the middle. We were a property that bordered with Little Dixie Lake. There's a patch of woods in between us and the lake itself. And so one day, me, my two brothers, I'm the middle child, and then my mother and father, we went out back past our property line into the forest because my parents wanted to collect, you know, rocks, big rocks for our driveway. So me and my brothers, you know, we're, we're probably only about 200 feet into the forest and us three go on ahead. We go up ahead, maybe about 150 feet, maybe. I believe at the time I was eight years old, my little brother would have been four, and my older brother would have been 12. So we go forward and we find this creek bed. Now, this is one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced. So we get to this creek bed, and I see, we all see this rock sitting there on the creek bed. It's, it's really weird. It's shaped perfectly like an egg, but the size of a football. So I go pick it up. I mean, it's not hollow or anything. It's, it's definitely a rock. It's solid as hell. But as soon as I pick it up, we look up because we hear it sounds like something's crashing through the trees above us. And it zooms to my right, which was towards the east. And the moment we all turn over, um, this, I'm sorry, I get really anxious talking about this one because this is the one that got me the most. But turn over and look, and this thing jumps out of the tree. Maybe about I would say five feet 
tall, five to six feet tall, but it's jumping down like it uh, was perched in the tree, you know, arms out, knees up as it's trying to land. Yeah. So it made absolutely no noise, but me turning to look at it, I got a good look at its um, face. And it's so weird because it, it's, it's been burnt into my mind. I can see it perfectly. Uh, just like kind of a it had the head of a man with long white hair on top with a crooked nose and the eyes were pure white. And which, you know, for all, all these years, I thought, I thought it kind of looks like Jeepers Creepers and except the eyes are pure white. And until just recently, I thought that was ridiculous, but apparently there are other people that report the same thing. Now, as soon as it jumped, fell out of the tree, I don't know which it was. We heard it land, and we immediately booked it back towards our parents and got the hell out of there. We did not want to stick around. Parents stayed out there. We just went back. We wanted nothing to do with it. But to this day, I can't be in the woods by myself, which sucks because I love nature. But I I cannot do it. It just it get No, I can't. I get really antsy. Oh. Just... oh man. Um, what was the rest? Do you remember what the rest of its body was like? Was it, was it a humanoid? Yes. Like human features? Yes, for sure. Like it's, it, oh, man, you know, it's like it was perching up in the tree. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, I guess the best the best example I could give is that one movie with Christopher Walken as I think the Archangel and Viggo Mortensen as they'll, the the way they sit down because they have to perch that it was like that. That's creepy. And it made <laughs> absolutely no noise as it was coming down, like no grunts, no growls, nothing. All we heard, all we saw. Was it falling out of the tree? And all we heard was the landing of it hitting the ground. But yeah, we want to do. Do you think that it may have had correlation with the weird rock you found? Or do you think you may have just stumbled into its area? See, I don't know. That's that's the question I've asked myself. All these years, I have absolutely no idea. It bugs me to this day, which sucks because I really want to know. But it was weird because it was an egg, perfectly egg-shaped rock, size of a football, but still solid. Like, not hollow in the middle at all. Nothing. It was heavy as hell. It, I do not know. It was weird. I mean, maybe it was kind of like a geode or something. I don't know. Because I know some geode rocks are kind of spherical or ovular. I don't know. Yeah, that is that is weird, man. That was the first thing my mind went to was like, what did he pick up and what did this thing want with it? Yeah, I was the dummy who picked it up. But 
<laughs> I could still play it out in my head perfectly. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. How high off the ground was he perched, do you know? Okay, so we were down in a creek bed. Uh, whenever I looked to the east, which is where it was falling from, there was a, um, you know, those little mud cliffs on the sides of creeks. Yeah. That probably went up about six feet. Um, the moment I saw him, he was probably about 10 feet up. So I don't know how high up he was from the start. I say he, but I don't know if it's a damn he or not. But at, from where I was, 16 feet, from where the ground was, where it fell out of the tree, whenever I looked, about 10, maybe 12 feet. So high enough, because, I mean, listening to it, I'm sure some people would assume that it's some crazy homeless guy hiding in a tree but you take that kind of fall you're probably gonna break something yeah i was gonna say you know 10 12 feet you're gonna feel it pretty good drop yeah and the i mean the skin tone was really weird too so it was really almost like rough ragged leather so weird that is weird man even more so that other people you know Said they saw the same thing. Yeah, my my two brothers and not my parents though. They thought we were crazy. And then you have the pure white eyes. Yes, which would almost suggest that it's blind. That that's what's stuck in my head. Not bad. I wonder were there caves on the property that you know of? So there was one cave my older brother talked about, which he thought was really weird because I mean, I'd never been to this cave, but he said the walls felt like skin. That's gross. Yeah, that is gross. Yeah. I don't know. I can't confirm that, but thing about me and my brothers is the like paranormal. We don't lie about it, you know, cause we've been through this place. So we don't, we'll beat the crap out of each other. If we catch each other lying about something paranormal. It, I mean, the, it does kind of sound like whatever this thing was primarily could have resided underground. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why, Cause you know, the white eyes generally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and this was the middle of the day too. It wasn't getting dark. It wasn't just the day starting middle of the day. I don't know. But what I find weird is that it was shooting through the treetops. Oh yeah. That's weird too. Shooting. Whoever was shooting through the treetops, and then as we looked up, we didn't even see it, so it was pretty damn fast. But it reminds me of Predator, right? Or you know, like like I've been hearing about the Glimmer Man. Yeah, with maybe yeah. this is the Glimmer Man uncloaked. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. See, I I I, I just thought that up a couple weeks ago because I started learning about the Glimmer Man. So I was like, oh. Shit, maybe that's what it was. But I don't know what it was. Very well could be. I don't think I'll ever know what it what it was. So Yeah, I'd love Yeah, to- and I I wouldn't want to run back into it. No. No, thank you. I'd love to figure out who lives there now and ask them if they've ever experienced anything. See if that rock's still there. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, it's funny. I technically could because that is on uh, Little Dixie Lake property, technically, which is a park there. So, yeah, I could find that same creek. Was that thing? Was that thing wearing anything? No clothes. Like any type of clothing? Nothing. I didn't need. I didn't see. I didn't see any genitals either because he was spread eagle. That's that is weird. It, yeah. That's weird. What is that? Is so strange. So, it's like an old blind Ken doll jumping <laughs> at you. Yeah, and you know what's funny? Actually, That's terrifying. You know what's That's funny? Terrifying. Is I actually think Jeepers Creepers in the movies doesn't have genitals. Thinking about it now. That is fucking weird. It, I hope I hope that's where Jeepers Creepers came from. It could was be hearing this lore somewhere from, from a cave in Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> now, so I guess the second one I could go on to uh, probably be my mother's. So, you know, as I said before, we had a we had a pond on our property, pretty good size one. You know, we got fish and whatnot so she loved fish so one night as she was out there fishing you know we had the lights on from the house back she was at her fishing spot probably about 150 feet away from the house you know she's just sitting there fishing and all of a sudden she over across the lake on the other side by the shed she said it sounded like tree branches were breaking. And then a deer hops over our fence. And then it hops over this gate onto the onto our neighbor's property. But whatever was chasing it jumped over our fence too and landed with a thud. And she could see it whenever it landed over across the lake. It was just this, because it was just, you know, that point, whenever it's getting dark, you can see a little bit. So, this thing, whatever it was, it landed and it was completely colored pitch black. But it was big. And she said it looked at her and started making its way around the lake towards her. Now... She said this thing was not quiet. And we've had a couple, you know, like cougars, mountain lion sightings around there. I saw one personally, but they're quiet and they're not as big as this thing was, is what she said. But she could see it going around the bend of the lake heading towards her direction. And she could hear this thing growling and snarling. As it was making it way around. So she turned around, hightailed, ran back to the house, almost forgot her little Yorkie, and made it inside, you know, yelling, screaming, freaking out about it. So my dad, he got on our riding lawnmower and went out there with a shotgun. And there was no trace of this thing. But, yeah, the way she described it was like the wargs, or not wargs, but wargs from The Lord of the Ring. 
which absolutely terrified me as a kid. I don't want nothing to do with that. No. (laughs) Now, like I said, we had, you know, some mountain lion sightings around there, which you're not supposed to have cougars or mountain lions in the middle of Missouri, I don't think. But we had them for sure. My dad seen it. I was walking around the lake one time and one ran off into the woods. I got pretty damn lucky there, I think. But whatever this thing was, it was not quiet in the slightest. Because my mom was terrified. So, I mean... And it it moved around on all fours? All fours. It was... Okay. Oh, man. I mean, maybe I an wonder... escape... <laughs> If, um, I wonder what kind of features it had, like if it had canine features or she couldn't quite make that out. All she could see was that it was uh, quadrupedal and that it was just black, pitch black. That almost makes it scarier. Yeah. But she said it, it sounded like it was snarling and growling so much, almost like it was foaming. And the fact that it wasn't afraid to be heard. No, no, not at all. The damn thing is an apex predator. That's what. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, it is not afraid to be heard or be seen or anything. Yep, exactly. Now, I'm guessing the next one I can go on to is a pretty short one. It's my older brother's. So, now I don't know if I said at the beginning of this, I know I told you guys before we started recording, but whenever we were on this property, whatever was here, you know, changed us. It, we were all very violent with each other. You know, parents were a little abusive, which I will say, I love my parents. They are great people. They are amazing. Whenever we were here... Something changed us. I don't want anyone going out, you know, talking bad about my family. Because the moment we moved away, we were all perfectly fine. But, so my brother, my older brother, was digging around in the closet, which connected from my parents' master bedroom to the bathroom of the house. And, you know, he's he's digging in there. He's down on his uh, hands and knees. I can't quite remember what he's looking for. But all of a sudden, he said he thought it was me. Uh, someone grabbed his leg and dug their nails into him. And he turned around. Wasn't no one there, but he came out and started, you know, beating on me because he thought it was me and you know i told him no it was not me i don't know why i would do that out of nowhere but i mean i looked down and he sure as shit fire had nail imprints you know like the i don't know if you've ever been grabbed and had someone dig their nails into you but it tears the skin a little bit and he definitely had that 
I can't quite remember just how many uh, nail prints there were, but they were there. But I had to convince him it wasn't me. I mean, th thankfully, my, I was with my little brother, so he vouched for me. But that that's the one that stuck with my older brother the most, for sure. That or the, the, the skin cave he talked about. Yeah. Man, with that, it almost makes you make it feel like there's some type of oppression going on where it would make each and every one of you. That's exactly what I was More confused, you know, and more violent. Exactly. Especially with my father because he was, he, I hate to say it, I really do, but he was not fun to be around during this time that we lived here. Um, like I said, whatever was going on with the property and whatever was in the house, I feel is completely different. Maybe it's not. Maybe whatever was in the house trying to destroy our family was a part of whatever was going on there. I do not know. And then my little brother has two traumatic things that happened to him. Now, it's a little weird, but he actually had a Thunderbird sighting on the property. Awesome. Which I found was weird because I thought those were only up north. But, you know, he walked out on our deck one day and down by the lake is this giant bird. It flew off. He's, he said the wingspan had to be about 20 feet. But it ter it still terrifies him to this day whenever he talks about it. He ran inside screaming and crying. I don't know. I find I find that one really weird, though. We yeah. are about uh, we're about what I say eighty eight miles due east of uh, where this took place, and we've had local people here contact us about seeing thunderbirds, ah. massive birds around here. So not too far away. Mm -mm. And not, not any further north either. No. So, the other thing that happened to my little brother that really got him, this is, this is the one that I tell, and this is the one that I tell, and this is the one most people don't believe. So my little brother, our basement was about as big as the house. You know, it was gigantic. And, and in one section, we had a toy pile that was maybe like three feet high. So he would go down there all the time by himself. Until this day. So he's going down there. I can't remember if it was to play with toys or to find our father and have him make some ramen for him. But... You know, he goes on down there, and then all of a sudden, he comes running back up the stairs, yelling, screaming, and crying, and he has blood running down his head. And he has a big open wound on his head. So, my mom starts catering to him, and me, my older brother, and my father start heading down the stairs. He had the shotgun. Uh, my brother had a handgun. I think it was a revolver. And then I had a stick, funny enough. But we go down there, and 
there's a lawn chair that's about 10 feet away from where it was sitting up high on this shelf, about seven feet up. And it had a little bit of blood on it. So we don't quite know what happened, obviously. But it seems like something took this damn lawn chair and threw it at his head. And he never went down there by himself ever again. Well, it obviously scared him enough that he, you know, because it, he definitely didn't just run into it or trip and fall or it was seven feet up and ten feet away from where its original right. spot was. I don't know. You remember you gotta remember he was probably only about six or seven at this time, so he's not reaching it or climbing up to get it. I don't even know why he would try and climb up and get it. Right. But it was weird because whenever we were down there looking for whatever the hell it could have been, it was just a, a really weird feeling. Like I don't know if I would say fear, but I really don't know. It was just an odd feeling like we were not supposed to be down there. Well, I'd say odds are you had something in that house that did not care much for you guys. It sounds like big negative energy in that house. Yes, for sure. Now, I'll get to the thing that traumatized my entire family, which is whatever was in that house. So already, you know, this thing either doesn't like us or is creating ways to feed off of us somehow. So whatever it would take really important items around the house, like medicine and stuff and do whatever the hell with it. And, you know, we'd look in the same place 13, 15 times, wouldn't be there, and then boom, it's there on the last time, which would create really, really huge fights with my parents. Like yelling, screaming, punching, throwing, which, you know, in turn affected us as kids. It's almost like the the thing, whatever it was, would create situations to get us mad at each other or create negativity, and it would just get stronger and stronger. Yeah. It, I don't know. I really don't know how to explain it. But whatever it was, you know, turned us mad on each other all the time. Yeah, I mean, so I it's just bred like constant animosity. Yeah, it's it's definitely sounds intelligent and it definitely sounds malicious. Yes, it. Um, I I really really wish I could go back there and actually investigate the place. But I, I wonder what kind of what kind of history the the property and this the building had. Oh, prior to you or family. Yeah, I agree. You know, one of the weird rumors around that area of Millersburg was that there was a military base out there that was doing secret experiments and whatnot. 
which I, I, I never really put anything to it, but I mean, I guess, I mean, now you have these dumbs out there, these deep underground military bases that are real. Yeah. But I don't know, but could be something. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but it could be, I guess. So those were the events that really traumatized us. I feel like I can get into some of the smaller things now. Now, whenever I said this place, you know, it's like Skinwalker Ranch. Some, you know, it's got, it had weird creature sightings, obviously. Uh, now, I know one thing Skinwalker Ranch is famous for is lights, balls of light everywhere. We didn't really see much of that at all. Now, we did have a lot of UFO sightings. As a matter of fact, in the book my mother created for me whenever I graduated high school, showing my life, blah, blah, blah. But in one of the pictures is actually a UFO. And I don't even think she realized that whenever she put it in the book. But I can still actually remember the day that photo was taken. Um, you know, a lot of UFO sightings. And... Another weird thing that I've heard with, you know, some extraterrestrial stories, you know, abductions and whatnot. I don't know if any of us have been abducted. I'm not saying that, but my older brother's room was in the back of the house. And he would always see what looked like shadows of people going back and forth from his window on the wall. The weird thing is is that that window is about 20 feet off the ground. So, there ain't no one walking around out there. No, definitely not. Hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. No, not at all. Another little weird thing that actually my little brother talked about maybe a couple months ago. None of us ever knew it. But he went down in the basement one time. And there's a Native American man down there. Not not ancient Native American, but he was wearing all denim. And he looked at him and he said, you're not supposed to be down here. So he just went back upstairs and didn't think nothing of it. He thought it was one of our dad's friends, but he ran it by dad and no, didn't sound like anybody we know of. What? Yeah, I'm confused by that one. I do not know. Whenever he told, I was I was upset. He told us that a couple months ago because he's been sitting on it for a long time. That could have so many implications. Right. See, I don't know, but he was in denim clothes, like a denim jacket and denim pants. That is so. I could almost like. I could almost be some some sort of portal incident i i have no clue i do not know what i would say for that the and the fact that he's like you're not supposed to be down here yeah he turned to him and said you're not supposed to be down here so he went back upstairs <laughs> can't say i blame him but what what a like what a strange encounter altogether first I, off going down the basement seeing somebody that you don't know Somebody that nobody knows. Yeah. And the fact that's the response and the reaction. Yes. I agree. Like, it's yeah, really you're, weird. You're not supposed to be down here. This is my basement. You're not supposed right. to be down here. Right. Right. You know, it. I've thought about it. It's almost like maybe that could have been whatever the entity was. And it was showing itself to him trying to modernize himself, but not quite mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Like, because full denim is definitely out of style. That's like 80s. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. But, I don't know, very, very weird. Could have been time slip or something. I don't know, bro. That's... Another weird thing for me, uh, so I don't, I never did this before we moved there, and I haven't done it since we've left. But apparently, whenever we were there, I would sleepwalk at night. And in the morning, so my, okay, so my parents had got me and my little brother a chalkboard that fit the entirety of the wall in our bedroom. And apparently I would get up in the middle of the night and from the bottom of the wall to the very top of the wall, I would draw a pig man, which is seven feet, eight feet maybe. And I mean, I would have had to have stood on a chair or something for that, but no chairs were ever moved. You know, I feel like me being as young as I was dragging a chair around the damn house, someone would have woken up. Not to mention how 
the entirety of our bedroom floor was filled with toys because we never picked it up. But do you do you remember drawing it? Uh, I remember one instance, only one. But apparently, I did it multiple times. You know, it just looked like a crude drawing of a man's a fat man's body with the head of a pig. It's what? Yeah, I don't know. So, one thing that's very weird to talk about. So, you know, whatever was here is affecting the family, right? Well, apparently, and my, my father told us this only a couple of years ago. Apparently, our mother was very affected to it because she would come in the middle of the night while we were sleeping and check and see if there were bugs under our skin. Yeah. I... That's terrifying. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I guess. It, that is terrifying. Whatever was there yeah. driving us mental. I don't... I don't know. And it's funny that because... It's so bizarre. Because whenever my dad said that, I can actually remember there were times she took us all to the hospital to do stool tests to see if there were bugs in us. Man. I, <clears throat> it does it, feel like two totally different, two totally different phenomena going yeah, on. It's, it's almost like Skinwalker Ranch, if it was a little less underpowered, but the house was also extremely haunted. Yeah, yeah. The the property feels paranormal. You got like you said, you got the weird the weird entities, you got the UFO sightings, you you've you've got all of that, but inside the house feels evil. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. Now something really weird that happened one day is my older brother and my mother were in a fight. And he took his shoe and threw it straight on the ground, you know, out of anger. And it stood up, toes end, straight up in the air. Now, we didn't really ever think to take very many pictures. We wanted to ignore whatever it was. You know, my dad told us, don't acknowledge it. Because if you acknowledge it, it can make it worse. And that's still his motto today. If anything weird happens, he just doesn't acknowledge it. But it was really weird because whenever he threw the shoe down and it stood up on its toes, like it didn't bounce or nothing. But it was weird. We all just started laughing. Like all the anger <laughs> was gone. And we just started laughing. And we were so mesmerized by this shoe. It's... It's so odd. I don't get it. I want to understand it, but I can't. I, man, I, I don't even know. It does. It does have my brain wrapped around the history of the home prior to you being there. I don't know how if, I would look that up. If the families before that had the same issues 
sim not the same issues, but right. similar issues. Or whoever's living there now has similar issues. I was gonna say the same thing. You could be totally nonchalant about it and be like, hey, look, hypothetically speaking, are you having a lot of terrible shit go on that you can't explain? Right. And if they're like, no, be like, all right, cool, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind Don't worry about it? I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm inside your house. Yeah. Oh. Just let me look around a little bit. So another very weird thing. This only happens to me and my dad. And he uh, shared it, oh, I think a couple years ago. Me and him are the only ones who still have dreams about this house. And we're always in the house, but we always, we always know every single time in this dream, wait a minute, we don't live here. We're not supposed to be here. So I don't know if that has to do with anything. But it's really weird. It's the exact same thing me and him are having. We dream of the house. We know we're not supposed to be there. The house is always just a little bit different on the inside, too. But we know we're not supposed to be there. I don't know. That is so weird. See, I, and it, I, I told mean, all, you this place is fucking all, weird. Yeah, it sounds like there's just so much going on. It's hard to keep track of all of it. Yes. Yeah. I get, and they kind of all mingled together to make you feel the way your dream feels, like you do not belong here. Right, right. I'm sure there's stuff I'm going to forget because there's we were there for six years. You know, a lot could happen in six years. And uh, now I will say probably the weirdest thing about this property was the mailbox. Now, here's the thing about the mailbox. Straight across from the mailbox, you know, it's just woods. And you can't really see into them because it's so thick. Now, whenever you stand at the mailbox, it's fear itself being put into you. It's the most terrified I have ever felt in my life just standing out by that mailbox it makes absolutely no sense because you would sit here and think oh it's just because you know you look across the road and there's trees that line it and you can't really see into them because it's so thick yeah sure but whenever you're going down the road either way you don't get that feeling at all but near this damn mailbox it's the most it'll be the most terrified you've ever been in your life even my father hated it as a matter of fact because our mother would more more than likely try and make me go out and get the mail after dark and i'd never want to do it alone so my dad would you know come along with me every time because he knew there's something weird about that mailbox i don't know what it could be but it's absolutely terrifying and it makes no sense yeah, that that's strange too. It almost it almost feels like it's not necessarily tied to the property or the woods. It's almost like whatever's going on inside the house, the evilness yeah. is trying to give anybody coming in a warning. Like this is this is your this the last precipice you have to pass. Yes. Is this mailbox. Are you are you sure you're wanting to do this? Uh, it's weird. 
I mean, I guess thinking about it, standing out by the mailbox, it feels like if you were to have a bunch of people just come up, surround you, have their eyes as wide open as they could and just stared at you. That's creepy. That would probably be the best way to describe it. And it felt like it felt like it wanted to take you, but nothing ever acted on that. So I don't know. That could just be me freaking out about it. But all eyes on you is what I could say. Just staring down at you. That that's a gross feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It. I don't know. It's crazy. But I guess some other little things that would happen on the property, you know, is like you'd see stuff out of the corner of your eye, like, you know, little shadow people and whatnot, stuff like that. That was pretty frequent. You know, like I said before, we wouldn't really see very many balls of light. We did sometimes. Oh, actually, maybe maybe somebody can answer this for me. There was one year when it flooded. And, you know, we were down walking around the lake. And in the water was this little bug. Now, this is the weirdest freaking thing I have ever seen. So, I'm hoping somebody can answer for me what this is. If it is something, I don't know. This thing is the most alien-looking thing I've ever seen. This bug was swimming in the water. It was maybe about four inches long. The pattern on it, I could only describe as a psychedelic pattern, but it was black and orange. And it had these appendages going off every single direction off of it. And it was just the weirdest little thing I've ever seen. I did not want to touch it. But I'm hoping if there's someone listening, they can explain what that is. Because I do not know. I got nothing on that one. Yeah, I, I which could. I mean, it could lead lead more credence to the weird military base experiments. Yeah, 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 yeah. If that were so, um, I guess a little interesting thing I can add in is on the property of Little Dixie Lake, which is that area right behind our house. Uh, this is a fun little story, if you could ever call it that. Apparently. There was a man out walking his dog one night, and he passed a hanging tree. Now, whenever he got to this hanging tree, it stopped storming, you know, stopped raining. And he said there was, like, no sound left in the world. And he looked up, and there was a man hanging in the tree. So, he turned around and bolted with his dog and got out of there. I don't know if that's true, but that was a pretty famous little story around those parts. Now, I think what I could, if I can't think of anything else that happened, of course, but I think what I'll end it off with is a really weird one that came into play not that long ago. So, there was one day, I was just sitting in my bedroom, and then I look in the bathroom, and sitting down in a chair, this was like a quick little flash image, maybe about two seconds was a woman doing her hair 
and she had, uh, you know, the sticks going through her hair, like she's trying to put her hair up in a bun. And really quick, flash image, never, I know I thought it was weird, but never thought anything much of it until recently, never, so my great-grandmother just recently passed, so we were clearing out her, her attic, and we find an old picture my mother drew whenever she was really, really small, and it said imaginary friend on top, and it was a woman in the same gray dress with the sticks in a in her hair in the bun. I don't know if it's the same thing or if that could mean anything, but whenever I saw that and she saw it too, we both pulled it out together and she said, hey, that looks just like the lady you saw sitting down in the bathroom at the old house. And I was like, yeah, you would be correct. Man, it's... That's so weird. It's, it's beyond coincidence. I that's exactly what I thought. Uh, whenever she whenever she pulled that picture out and we both saw it, I got goosebumps. That was something else. I don't know, but man, it just it it does make me wonder if it's some type of portal place or somebody prior to you was dabbling in things right that they shouldn't be dabbling in and it because it it doesn't all seem demonic right no no not at all i mean whatever is in the house whatever that was maybe you could classify it as that but the property itself i think is something entirely different i shouldn't say strictly demonic maybe malevolent would be a better yeah. word yeah there you go that's that's much better yeah because it's not like it tried to possess any of us or something. Right, right. And I mean, some of it is malevolent, and then some of it didn't seem malevolent. Some of it just seemed like it was there. Yes. Yeah, even, even even the denim Native American wasn't like yeah, it didn't malicious. It wasn't mean or anything. He just said you're not supposed to be down here. I mean, that, that was and, it. That could have that could have saved your brother from something traumatic happening. You know, you know what? I'm going down there and seeing that's him, and good, just sent him right back. That's a up. good point because you know what? He did end up going down there again and got hurt. That was the first thing I was thinking. I'm like, man, he may have may have saved him some some trauma. <laughs> yes, um, and it it goes to show that, like with the the Indian guy, he. It's it's hard to classify because he was obviously in, had intelligence to him, right? He acknowledged. He could, yeah, he could also see you. Like he, I don't, I don't like. There's a part of my brain that makes me wonder if, like, what if your little brother was the one that was the odd one out? He was where he was supposed to be. Now, whether that would be parallel universe or his time and somehow your brother was the time slip to him. Right. Pass through the veil. Yeah. It ended up being this like vice versa thing where each one of them was their own anomaly. Right. Like a time slip, you know, maybe cause he was wearing all denim. So maybe he slipped back into his time or he slipped into my brother's time. And he's like, wait a second, yeah. this is my house. You're not supposed to be down here. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I dig that. I dig that theory. That's a, I've never thought of that. 
that's pretty damn good. I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, it just, it's so crazy that you have so many different, like just, it comes in waves where it's just like, it, here's a bunch of malevolence. And then like here, here's some not so malevolence. And it's just. Now I, uh, I will say, I mean, what all I've, you know, said and explained tonight. Yes, that is true. You know, some malevolence and some not malevolence. But a majority of the time we lived here, yes, it was. There was a lot of malevolence going on. There was a lot of hate, anger, uh, fear. There's just it would do the same stuff over and over. It would take important stuff, hide it like medicine somebody needed. It would take it, do whatever with it. We'd never find it until oh, it's too late. Can't take your medicine yeah. now, and then we'd find. That it. is weird. Or, you know, the car keys so someone couldn't go to work. That That is like a, a step of oppression where you it makes it gets to the point to where you are questioning your sanity and you're questioning yeah. everybody else's sanity and they're all questioning your sanity. And it's it's just made to breed that kind of dissonance. And once that piles up, then it compounds and it, it like turns all of you against one another, and that in turn breeds more anger, yes, more dissonance, and it just almost like it's a never-ending cycle feeding whatever the hell was there. Yes, because I can, I can definitely remember one time whenever it was me and my older brother swimming in the lake. I can't quite remember what I did to him. I did something to anger him, and because we we had an old door that he, we were out there floating on. And I threw something at him, but he swam over to me and I was trying to, you know, climb out of the dock and he came over and punched me with all his force in my, uh, the back of my shoulders, I think maybe four or five times. And I started sinking to the bottom, but managed to try and pull. I couldn't pull myself up. I just kept almost sinking because I couldn't move. He messed my arms up because he hit me there. And it's weird because this dock is about maybe it takes maybe 300 feet of running to get there. But somehow my dad knew exactly what was happening. And he ran all the way down the giant hill to the dock and pulled me out of the water. Damn. Yeah. I, I don't know. If that if that wouldn't have happened, I may not be here. I don't know. I may have drowned. I do not know. But did you did your dad always believe in this stuff? Uh, a little bit, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he had an interest in it. We actually had oh, I can't quite remember the name of these, but it was these books. We had all three of them. One was about ghosts. One was about cryptids, and one was about aliens. But we always had fun reading those. And ever since this old property, he's just, you know, didn't really have any interest in it. Yeah, I can understand that. I ask because he had that experience where he somehow knew right. you were in trouble. Apparently uh, instinct. Prior, you said that he suggested do not acknowledge the entity because it gives its power. Right. So that initially made me wonder 
if he had some type of history in in the paranormal. <laughs> um, I've taken him on a couple of investigations, but other than that, I don't think so. He's just right had, on. He's just had a keen interest in it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. But, just figured I'd close that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my mom, she actually, uh, I think she was really affected by it because she refuses to really acknowledge or believe any of the stuff that actually happened there. But, I can imagine. Imagine how traumatic that would be, as yes. especially for you, like you and your spouse and being the parent of children and like Steve was kind of hitting on earlier, how everything creates this animosity, this, this, this cesspool of hatred. And I mean, I, I completely understand if, could you imagine your sanity whenever each day you go to look for your car keys and then they're gone. And then let's say you or, or her husband finds them in the spot where she says they were, you know, like, well, I just laid them here on the the counter and now I'm not, they're not here. And then she goes looking somewhere else. And then your dad walks by and is like, Hey, they're right here on the counter where you said they were dummy. Yeah. That after that keeps happening and happening and happening and happening. Yeah. It's going to start getting under your skin and it's going to, you're going to start questioning your sanity. Like Steve was saying. Yes, exactly. And the the negativity and the feeling of uneasiness starts before you even get into the house. As soon as you walk by the mailbox, yeah. it's already it's, hitting. You're already getting, you're already feeling it, you know? Yeah, it just the mailbox is what gets me the most. I don't get it. So, you know, aside from the egg story that traumatized me, I the mailbox is the weirdest thing to me. It's like it's priming you. It's already making you feel uneasy. That way, when you go in there, like it's ready to get under your skin. Right. It is weird because, like, you when you when you when I sit here and envision that, it's almost like how I would envision people in our community that would put up protective barriers on their property. You know, what I mean, to ward off evil spirits, but it's almost like this is the the ne- the opposite of that. Where it's like keeping it in, yeah. The evil is like, no, this is my area, right? Yeah. Yes. Weird. I don't know. It's and I definitely do feel so. I don't know how familiar you are with Skinwalker Ranch, but there's they have this thing called the hitchhiker effect. And I do think we got that from this place. We've it's it's not the malevolent spirit, but I do think we have stuff that either follows us or you know visits us once in a while, because every single place we've lived and even I've lived in now, there's always weird stuff that's happened, always like little trickery things. I was gonna ask if you had anything after you moved. Well, there you go. Kind of pop up, but. <laughs> That definitely tracks. I got two little funny stories, if you got the time. Absolutely. So, for that whole, you know, hitchhiker thing I just said, for one of my birthdays, my mom finally got me an audio recorder. And I had all my friends over, and I was like, you know what, let's use it. Let's go Let's go down the basement. This is a garage, and See what we got. And 
We get down there, you know, get all this stuff done. We go back upstairs and we listen to it. And at one point, there's a voice, a really growly voice that says, you know, I've been following your family. (laughs) Well, that, you know, freaked us out, clearly. Luckily, somebody was recording, and we had completely forgotten that one of my friends had said that. Like, in this weird little raspy voice in the background, but... Point being, if you're investigating, you always got to debunk. <laughs> right. True. True. Cover the bases. Because if you don't, you can get something like that that'll absolutely startle you, but turns out it ain't real. Yeah. Yeah, it is important. It is important to try to rule things out. I always do on any investigation. Always. Yeah. Yeah, it is important. You know, I know a lot of times guys like me and I mean, I'm notorious for it. I, I get sucked into things fairly easy, but it's nice to have, you know, someone like Steve help put me in check. And then it's also nice just to kind of. Yes. Like, you know, where you, you sit there and you say you hear that you hear somebody say, I'm I'm following your family or whatever. And you let it carry you away for a little bit, but then whether it's an hour or two days later, you kind of sit back and logic kicks in where you're like, all right, how did this, how did this happen? Let's go through this again. Yep. And the other little funny story was at the the property I talked about tonight. So my mom was going through said closet and, you know, she didn't turn the light on. And then up in the corner of the closet, she sees these two bright yellow eyes looking at her. Turns out it was actually an Aerosmith CD glistening <laughs> in the light. Hell yes. The closet. That's all. I was I was waiting for the turn, but I didn't expect that turn. Yeah. The moral <laughs> of the story on these two don't believe everything you see. <laughs> I did not expect the closet to be haunted by Aerosmith. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it boys awesome i yeah i uh there's definitely two i feel like two parallel phenomenon going on i wholeheartedly at the same time i would like to add that if there is anyone out there listening to this that can explain any of these please tell us yeah yeah for sure all occult. If the, if any of this, if any of this comes across as uh, something that you have any information on, uh, definitely send it our way. Because I mean, just the the property occurrences are strange. Yes. In in their own right, in the paranormal right, and outside of them causing fear, which could essentially feed whatever was going on in the house. Right. It's almost like the connections are symbiotic like, relationship. Exactly. Cause when you saw the little creepy, uh, Jeepers creepers guy, your immediate reaction was fear. When your mother, oh. uh, saw the apex predator, predator, immediate fear. And those negative entities find fear delicious. 
Yes. Yes, they do. Wholeheartedly. It's strange, man. Strange. It would be interesting to find out as to the people who live there now. That would be such a hard conversation to have, though. Like, just roll up on somebody and be like, yo, hypothetically speaking, is your house under evil oppression? Yes. (laughs) But, man. That's about it. Well... Thank you for sharing, first off, first and foremost. I hate that you and your family had to go through that because that sounds absolutely traumatizing. It very much was. But we're all but I'm good. glad you we all made it out for the better. We all love each other now. That's, That's good. That's good. That's the best ending we could have had yeah. yes. to this, this scenario. Um, But yes, again, thank you, Roby, for... Sitting down with us, having a little conversation. Uh, sorry about any of the technical issues we had, but we are glad you stuck around and hung out with us. Um, Hollow Cult, again, upon listening, if any of this is in your wheelhouse, anything sounds familiar, you know of the area, reach out to us, email us, message us. Uh, the more puzzle pieces we can put together, the better. So... Again, thank you. I uh, had a great conversation. It was uh, weird, man. It's weird trying to connect the dots. But yeah, I've been trying to this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Until Hollow Cult, we meet again. Um, stay safe out there. Check us out at all our social medias. You know the drill. Stay weird. And we're going to go with this. Hmm. If you have an apex predator on your property, be sure to uh, shoot us an email. And run. And fucking run. <laughs> <laughs>